Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, our first of the new season. I'm your host Peter, joined as always with Donnie and Tom. How are you doing, Donnie, and how was your summer? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good to be back. Uh, summer, I've not been away anywhere yet, um, but so far so good. Just looking forward to the football being back. Yeah, You're going to be a week before me, is that about right? We're going to be roughly the same time? I am away on the fifth of August, so the, the right. week the season starts, I'll yep. be I'll, I'll be away that so week. When I come back, you go away. Hey, that's yeah. Tom, how about you? How's your summer? Have you had a holiday? You no holiday, holiday for me, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a quiet one this year. So looking forward to the football coming back. Good, good. Right, okay. As people have been asking about the app update, so this podcast is going to kind of contain a few things. We talk about a couple. We talk quickly about fixtures, some transfers some questions and we've got some price reveals and first of all the app update uh, people from Fantasy Half contacted me I'm Fantasy Half from Fantasy Scotland contacted me the game is waiting for approval through Apple Store and Google Store so it's a brand new app all together I believe they've got the, ta- the hashtag on the thing back to basics make it that what you may I think that means it goes back to the, the old way of the style of football but we'll find out shortly so once again it is live We'll go all over it and back online. I don't know if there's any changes in the game or chips in that. None's been discussed that way. So we've got a question on that later, I believe. But we know as much as you know, basically. Once it's live, it'll go live. And I'm pretty sure they'll go live as soon as possible because the game season kicks off in less than 14 days now. Is that right? Like 12 days to kick off or something like yeah. that? No, three weeks in because it's all day. Okay, so new season, new cup as always. And the first cup of the season is always named after... Somebody departing the league who's been a favourite of the season before, and this year it was Kevin Van Veen. So the Kevin Van Veen Cup is open live. You can DM me if you want entry. There's no time for the present get involved. I'll set it up. I will also put a tweet out on Twitter the next couple of days as well, and you can reply to that, and I'll put you in. And again, the rules are normally two-legged affair, up to a winner in the final. That is obviously participants dependent because if I get too many, I can't go too legged and maybe that in the later stages. But as it stands, that's how we're going to work it. Uh, fixtures, I think we'll cover more in depth next week, guys. But anybody who's looking for a fixture guide, follow at Sutty Show on Twitter because he puts his fixture ticker up. 
and I'm trying to explain this for new people. So, Slutty is something you need to follow straight away because he updates the ticker. So, you can, even if you're not the most in depth detail about Scottish football, that should help you out. You can kind of avoid he's got it in a, in a traffic light system so you can see these fixtures, hard fixtures. I know the hardcore know what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to explain this for people who make me new at the game. Uh, so, Donnie, I'm going to ask you first. Explain fantasy Scottish football to any listeners because I don't know why I didn't make this mistake last year. People who just started the game were kind of like, whoa, you're kind of just skipped over. So explain it. It's like FPL, but a Scottish slant on it. Go. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a game I really enjoy and I've done well in the last couple of seasons. But first and foremost, it's just a bit of fun. Scottish game, I think, is very unique um, in the nature that it is two big teams and then everyone else is, is fighting for their positions. So you're trying to load up on Rangers and Celtic players and, and the best of the rest. But primarily, have fun with it. Um, enjoy the Scottish game for what it is um, and, and learn about it at the same time. I think the first season I played, I was very much a casual. Um, used transfers all the time to chop and change my team. But the more you watch it and the more you learn about it, um, it does improve your skills. So from a fantasy point of view... Um, there's certain positions that you'll look for um, and that's things that I try and highlight throughout the season. Maybe somebody that takes penalties or somebody that's playing out of position. But the game itself, fantasy-wise, you pick your 15, you pick your best 11 for the game week, um, looking at the fixtures and you just take it from there. But anyone who's new and is listening to this for the first time, you will pick it all up very easily. Uh, Everyone on this podcast has got a good track record of finishing the Top 50, top 100, top 20, top 10, um, cup winners, um, myself included. It's a good community. Um, I can't really say much more than that. Tom's your your stats guy. He'd look at the fixtures and and does top 10s and that. And obviously Peter's the the main man. Everything goes through him. But it's it's a great game. I really enjoy it. And and that's what I'm here for, is to to pass on that knowledge to, to everyone else listening. Anything to add to that, Tom? No, I think that was well covered. <laughs> One thing we will—it is different from the English game as you do get your high-scoring person off the bench. Unless they change that rope, they haven't changed it yet. So there's a trick we like to call the bench trick player. If you're looking for a player who's either not at the club any longer, but you get the free chance to keep in your squad, or a player like, for example, a youth player who's not going to play. And the idea was you put them in your team every week and you're starting 11 and you're benched to three players playing and the strongest person off the bench would come in. That's something we'll highlight again near kick-off day. And if we do get any red flags, as we like to call them, we will highlight so people get in their team once the game goes live because it works and you will collect so much more points that way than you would if you're just picking 11 when you've got that wee kind of cheat code. And it is cheating, I suppose, but it's in the game for the start, so we all do it, so it is there. Right, so... Before we go to the press reviews, we'll go through the transfers from the clubs that we've seen that are stand out. So, Don, you've got, a, you've got kind of one and out. So what you do is you'll read out what you've got for club alphabetical order, and if there's any I want to add to it, we must have got, we will go ahead with it. So Aberdeen, yep. start with Aberdeen. So Aberdeen, uh, they have lost Matty Kennedy and Joe Lewis, who both left the club. They had a couple of loan players who've left the club as well, so that included Liam Scales, Matty Pollock and Hayden Coulson. Uh, in, they've signed a striker, Esther Solker. Um, he's been tearing it up in the preseason friendlies, but they do have Duke and Miofsky, so I'm not sure what his appearances will be like. They've signed Leighton Clarkson on a permanent. 
Uh, he was a really good player last season and, and somebody I would be looking to have in my, my first draft team. They've also signed Graham Shinney on a permanent um, and as club captain. Again, he's a solid midfield player, knows the club well. They signed Nicky Devlin, a right back from Livingston, a decent fantasy pedigree. And they've also got a defender on loan from Liverpool, Reese Williams. Don't really know much about him. So that's it from an Aberdeen point of view. A lot of confidence in the city at the moment. They're in Europe. They finished the season well um, after what was obviously a terrible first half of the season last year um, under Goodwin. But from a fantasy point of view, they will have European football. So a lot of their games will be on a Sunday. Um, so you're not going to get a lot of team news for them. They'll want to keep that third position and as far as I'm concerned, they've probably got a good chance of doing that. Right, and they also sold Ross McCrory for 2.3 million. That's right, that's yes, another one. So, so, I'll come to you, Tom, first, as you didn't know much talking to us so far. Do you like to look at the length of strength? They've kind of strengthened them in place. I mean, Lee Clarkson's a great signing for him. He was in my team quite mm-hmm. a lot last season. It looks like they've got a bit of depth up front, so they've got somebody else. I don't know if that'll be or bad for fantasy wise. They've got three strikers looking for two spots, unless they're playing the wing. Graeme Shinney, I believe when he came in last year, helped him out a hell of a lot. Defensive midfielder kind of helped him solidify, especially a lot of clean sheets to them. Robson came in, he's a good player. I'm glad they got him in. So I don't know if he'll be worth it for us fantasy wise, but he'll make the rest of the team probably tick a bit better. Donnie's mentioned European football and how the hindrance that caused Hearts last year. It's a different kettle of fish when you're playing. Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Even if you don't qualify, I've still got to do it in the qualifying stages. And I think that's all I want to do. Do you want any comments on these players, Tom? Any stand out for you? Um, probably Clarkson. He was fairly consistent last season. Um, he wasn't getting massive hauls, but he was chipping away um, with quite regular assists towards the end of the season. Um, what sticks in my mind for Aberdeen was um, when Barry Robson came in, started managing the, the long sort of clean sheet spell that, that went on and we're convinced it was a, going to end and it just it just kept going and kept going. So um, for a defensive point of view, uh, I think Aberdeen looked good. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag of the fixtures, but I think we're going to go into the fixtures more next week, so I won't say too much about that. Um, but very strong defensively. And European football won't kick in until second week of September, is it? In the most? Uh-huh. Aberdeen qualifiers, but no, are they straight through the group stage? That's what they will have group stage football where it'll it's be conference, but they still have qualifiers for the Europa League, I believe. I think right. that's how it works out. That'll be sooner rather than later. That'll be start end of July, start of August, mid August. So that should be when the season starts, I think. Yeah. Anyway, right next up is Celtic and Donny ins and outs. Well, the biggest out was uh, Big Ange. He uh, <laughs> took the first offer that became available and left the club. Um, Jota, not a big name um, for Celtic and fantasy football, and Adam Moy, uh, he's retired. So coming in was the man that all Celtic fans love, Brendan Rodgers. Um, they've signed a forward, possibly <laughs> midfielder, Mario Tilo. I don't know anything about him. They've signed a midfielder, Odin Thiago Home. Don't know anything about him. They've signed a Wata on a permanent and some guy, Yang Hong Jun midfielder. So those sound like Big Ange signings, some of those names. I don't know how much influence Brendan Rodgers has had on the signings to date, um, but this is your guys' territory. I don't know much about the going on at Celtic at the moment, so I'll leave this one for you. 
Hey Tom, first of all, I'll start with the outgoings then. So Aaron Moy and Yota for large parts of last season with a lot of fantasy teams. I think Yota was pretty much permanent and once he started hitting form. So yep. thoughts on them leaving first of all or one retirement actually? Um I think both will be a big miss. Um obviously Yota prolific for Celtic. He was a staple in all the fantasy uh, football Scotland teams last season. Um going to be a massive miss. And Moy, he, he he was quite surprising. Um, he was coming off the bench and getting quite a lot of returns and he did have a run in the team where he was starting and doing quite well. So, um, yeah. In terms of the, the players that they've brought in, I think Holmes more of a defensive midfielder. So, yeah. uh, I don't think you should be expecting too much in terms of fantasy returns there. Uh, Marco Tilio, a uh, bit of a different story. Um uh, last season's A-League, so he came from Australia. So in the Australian Premier League, he made 26 appearances with uh, nine goals and four assists, so 15 returns in 26 games. So um, he's aver- averaging more than one more than one every second game, so he's looking good. He could potentially be a Yota replacement. He can plays as a winger and he can play on both sides as well, and his returns were fairly spread um, between left wing and right wing, so he, he should be an interesting option. Uh, I believe he's injured, so I don't think he's, he's going to be. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's going to be starting. I don't think he's going to be fit in time to start. Um, and it, whilst we're on the subject of injuries, Carter Vickers, um, he's going to be fighting to start the, the the league, but it's looking likely he's probably going to be missed the first few fixtures. And we know what Celtic's defence are like without Carter Vickers, so perhaps maybe an avoid at the start of the season. Um, is Johnson injured as well? Did I read that yes, somewhere? He's out for Mikey six Johnson. Eight weeks. No, uh, he's thinking. Oh, Johnson. Anthony Johnson, yeah. Alistair. Yeah, yeah. Alistair. Alistair, sorry, I knew it was an A. Um, Selig did play a behind closed doors game in Portugal. Um, there was not really any coverage apart from a Selig supporter hiding in a hedge. Um, <laughs> and I believe uh, he recorded Carter Vickers limping from the, the bus into the training ground. So. Um, it's not looking too good in terms of Selic's defence, so that would that would worry me. Yeah, I've got to admit, I really don't know anything about these players I brought in, but the recruitment since Ange came back seemed to be pretty much, I wouldn't say 100%, because every, for every Hatati you get a Gucci who didn't work out, so I would just mm-hmm. say these players seem to be already through the door by the time Rodgers got appointed. He's talking the talk like he's looked at him, blah, blah, blah. But when we take that with a pinch of salt, I don't know if he's signed end date of his thing yet. So, still there, doors. Only team about July, we'll get into August, most of all, but we'll have to wait and see. Right, next up is Dundee. This is a bit of a mad bag of frogs here, Donnie. Let you go. Yeah, so they've got a new manager as well. And Gary Boyer departed and Tony Doherty came in. Again, not a lot that we know about Dundee, but some names that we may remember from the last time they were in the league. Paul McMullen and Paul McGowan uh, have both left the club. Uh, two of the most notable signings is Joe Shaughnessy, is a St Mirren defender, and Scott Tiffany is a midfielder from Park Thistle. Now, anyone who watched the playoffs, um, you'd notice that Tiffany was probably one of the best players for Thistle. He's somebody that, on a budget, depending on his price, you would look at and maybe have on the bench. Um, Dundee didn't do really well last time they were in the league. Probably don't have high hopes for them this season. But, you know, you'll get a gem in there. And for me, Tiffany might be be one of those players. But again, an unknown quantity. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see how the 
season pans out for Dundee. I can't say no very much about your players. I know they say a few Mexican players as well. So I'm interested to see how they look. I did see that. When you get a couple of players from a foreign country. And they signed Charlie Riley from Albrose, our hometown club, Tom. I believe he had a crack <coughs> season last year, scoring loads of goals. So whether mm-hmm. or not he can take a step up from League 2 to Premiership, I very much doubt that overnight. But again, if he's a starting striker, he could be maybe a cheap asset enabler. We'll have to wait and see when the game launches. As for outgoings, again, they were in the championship last season, so I wasn't following them very much. So players like Paul McGowan, who seem to be Dundee for absolute donkeys, is now a final leg. So that's my group. Any, any on uh, Dundee ins and out, Tom? No, I didn't even make any notes on them. There you go. That's how <laughs> much you're thinking for the season ahead. That's, that's a, no, just in terms of that's how much I, I have faith in Dundee of doing anything. So um, it's because, as Donnie said, they're an unknown quantity, so you, you probably want to maybe. Keep an eye on him for the first couple of game weeks and see if anybody stands out. The manager was Dan McKenzie's assistant for us. Spells out right, so he's the one that's took yeah. charge on his own. So decent track record as a coach. We'll see how that translates into becoming a manager. Right next up, Donny, it is Hearts. Hearts. So Hearts have lost uh, Janelli, Snodgrass, and Michael Smith amongst the big names. Um, the only recruitment that I've seen so far was a goalkeeper, Michael mm-hmm. McGovern. Um, I think this is going to be a big season for Hearts. I'm not sure Naismith is the man to see them through it. Uh, I think the loss of Janelli is is quite big for them. Um, he kept them ticking over um, quite a good bit last season. Defensively, um, it was well known on the podcast that they couldn't keep clean sheets. Um, so it was never really great value there. Uh, I think... Hearts can struggle this season. Be interested to know when Liam Boyce is back. I don't know if he's training or he could uh, fill that Janelli gap, but recruitment so far has been pretty quiet. Um, they will need to to refresh that squad. Um, and as yet, there's not much going on. So a concern for Hearts. Um, just have to wait and see. Right, my take on this is obviously looking weaker right now. There's not much that is because I've not brought him in. And my hot take will be Hearts this year is I think Hearts are going to have a disaster this season. Once they appointed Naismith, I just went, no, I know a lot of my running battle with Hearts fans. It was God before. I think they went for the easy <laughs> option. I think Hearts are a very big club in Scottish football and they should have looked at candidates for that manager role rather went for a guy who stepped up for coach role because it was an easy option. I think I might come back to bite him. We'll wait and see. It could be proved wrong. I was going to say hope for their sake, but I don't because I don't like Hearts. But uh, <laughs> I'll see. I, I think it, it, they could have they went for the easy option rather than doing their due diligence and probably get a really good coach in. Because some, some of the names linked to them are like, top candidates in Scandinavian leagues. And I'm sorry, kind of looking at them kind of side eye going with Scandinavia, but there's just a probably big league of Scotland is with the teams in it. So I wouldn't uh, disrespect that. Any thoughts on Hearts, Tom? Yeah, so as you mentioned, their only signing so far is Michael McGovern. Um, who's a goalkeeper. He's 39 years old, so maybe don't expect too much from that. Excellent um, as well, I believe. Um, he, he, hasn't played, he hasn't played any consistent first-team football since the 2015-16 season, and that was when he was at Hamilton Ackies. Um, so he's pretty much played second fiddle at Norwich since then. Um, but they've kept a hold of him for a long time, so they must, see, must have seen something in him. They must have valued him as, as a backup. So... Um, see what he can do, but I, again, I wouldn't be expecting too much. I reckon he's probably there to play um, back up uh, to, to Xander Clark this season and perhaps maybe some sort of coaching aspect or uh, maybe has aspirations to move into that kind of role and 
this is a sort of transitional phase for him. But yeah, not expecting too much, as Peter mentioned, they're, they're weaker because they're not really invested into the squad anymore. Um, from last season, and they've lost some key players. Janelli was was massive for them. So, um, I mean, obviously the transfer window's not closed yet, but uh, it's something we'll, we'll keep uh, listeners um, updated on as the season or the, as the uh, preseason progresses. Okay. Next up, Donny is Hibernian. Yep. So the biggest loss for Hibernian will be Kevin Nisbet. He was eventually sold. Um, so I'm interested to see how his career progresses, but a big loss for Hibs. Uh, Cabraja was a defender and McGeady, his season never really got going. Um, so he's gone. There's a couple of loan signings that they had. Will Fish has gone back to Manchester United. I think they've tried to get him back. Um, one of Tom's favourite, Egan Riley, he has <laughs> gone back to his parent club as well. Uh, coming in the doors is Dylan Levitt, um, a good fantasy name from the past. Uh, didn't have a good season last year with Dundee United. Uh, be interesting to see how he gets on um, at Hibs. Adam LaFondra, um, for those who can remember. Um, I'm not sure where that signing's come from. Um, it's It doesn't scream fantasy uh, as far as I'm concerned, but we'll see how he gets on in Scottish football. And Ellie Ewan was the guy they had on loan and is now permanent. I, from what I've seen in pre-season, he seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, I think he's going to be the main man up front for Hibs. And if he's priced right, I think you could get value out of him. So um, I think Hibs, in comparison to Hearts that we just talked about, Hibs can be quite positive um, with the season that they've got ahead of them. Um, they've got Martin Boyle, who, again, I don't think he's close to coming back from his injury, but... If he does, and I know that's somebody that is exciting for the game, but the loss of Nisbet is probably a big one. If recruited, probably not too bad um, and should finish in the top six, I think. Cool. Yeah, interests me because I think he could have the potential to be a really good asset if Hibs set him up quite late. You missed out the signing of a Polish goalkeeper, Tony. Did you read that? Yeah. Max <laughs> Boric. Maximilian Boric, now we're like, no yeah. chance. Look at it. It's Arthur, Arthur Boric's nephew. There we go. There's a connection. <laughs> no, it's his cousin. He's, it's his nephew. He's 20 year old as a nephew, a former. Oh, really? I've got a cousin. <laughs> and I think the uh, the Ewan parent transfer is good because I think he was also now looking for this kind of stepping stone. He has looked the main man in training. And I think that Adam LaFond could just become a backup from him. He's yeah. quite a decent age now. So, again, like you said, if he's priced properly, it could be a nice little enable and up front. Tom Fawson Hibs, ins and outs. Um, Adam Lafondre, uh, he is 36 years old. Um, he's a ripe old age for a striker. Um, he also comes from the uh, A League in Australia. Um, last season, he made 18 appearances and managed to get 10 goals and one assist. So, see how he gets okay. on in Scotland. Um, Ellie Yuan, as as you mentioned, I think he's probably going to be the the main man. Um, I don't know if uh, Nisbet's going to be as big a loss because he didn't really feature that much last season. He was injured quite a lot of the time. Um, And I thought when he wasn't in the team, Ewan played a more central role and that's when he seemed to flourish. So uh, definitely keep an eye on Ewan for for the uh, start of this season. Cool. And like Donnie mentioned as well, hopefully Martin Bogut's back soon because he's also a look at history, but him in the fantasy, he's pretty much, if he can get back fit and back, he can pretty much fix your proof. As mentioned in the place. Right next up is Kilmarnock, Donny. So Kilmarnock have lost a fantasy favourite, Ash Taylor. 
Um, and some of their lone players going back to their parent clubs include Jordan Jones, Lewis Mayo, for those that will remember last season. He was a 2.2 starting defender from Rangers. Whether they try and get him back or not, I'm not sure. Uh, and Christian Deutsch um, up front. Cully didn't really have a good season last year. They struggled for goals. Um, they've brought in Matty Kennedy uh, from Aberdeen uh, and Kyle McGuinness uh, from Hibs. Um, I don't know what kind of a season Kamarnock will have. They just didn't really get going last year and ended up in a dogfight. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Obviously, McInnes is in charge there. He knows the Scottish game pretty well. Um, but not really added much in comparison to what they've lost. So we'll have to wait and see on Kilmarnock. They also added Stuart Finlay on loan. Did Stuart Finlay come from originally? We see Kilmarnock player and then sold. Uh, I don't know. Bell as another Stuart Finlay. And the player I did like to look at the site was Robbie Dees from Inverness, who had a good season with him last year. So if he's priced cheaply, he could be one of those cheap assets defence, Tony, because he played the first cup game. So... Again, that's something we might as well bring up right now. There's your chance to look at these teams that are not in Europe. They're playing the League Cup group stages, so you can probably see what players are favoured. Though saying that, I think only Kilmarnock is the one that won at the Premiership team at the weekend. They all get beat or drop points, so keep an eye on that for the next couple of games. Uh, any thoughts on Kilmarnock? Ends and outs, Tom? Um, in terms of the ends, Matty Kennedy, I think he did all right a few seasons ago at Aberdeen. Uh, Kyle McGuinness, Never really did much at Hibs, so I'm not getting too excited there. Um, I don't know. I think Kilmarnock are a bit like Dundee for me. Um, maybe see how they get on at the start of the season, see if anyone stands out. But I wouldn't be rushing to bring any of the, the players in um, other than um, Danny Armstrong, who did very well last season. He was a bit of a uh, cheap enabler for most um, managers. So um, he could be a, a good shout. He seemed to do well regardless of Kilmarnock's performances. So. Um, he's probably the only one I would watch just now. More on Danny Armstrong later. Hint, hint. Right, Livingston, Donny. Okay, so leaving Livingston, we have Nicky Devlin, who went to Aberdeen, Jack Fitzwater and Stephen Omienga. Uh, they've taken in a Michael Devlin from Hibs, Miles Welsh-Hayes, a defender from Harrogate, and Mo Sangre, a midfielder from Accrington. Um, Livy are a, a hit and miss team in the world of fantasy football, but Devlin and Fitzwater um, probably a big miss at the back. Um, they've been pretty consistent returners um, for the Livingston team over the last few seasons. So be interesting to see um, how they fare uh, without those. I did notice at the weekend they had a pretty strong lineup uh, for a League Cup match, and they just couldn't get the result. But a lot of these teams are rusty. Um, I think. I've always said it with Livingston. You maybe get one in three, one in four uh, returns out of them and you maybe just have to wait it out. You usually do get good value, um, but it's always a struggle for them over the course of a season because their budget is tight and they can't attract you know the, the best players. But usually a well-organised team um, that will get returns over the course of the season. So that's Livingston. Yep, Mick managed to line the last season to, to take these budgets. So what you might get released in is you might get your cheap enablers here because it gives you a chance. These players come in. They're normally priced quite cheap, Livingston. So just keep an eye on the League Cup game. Keep an eye on the first game of the season. You might get yourself some cheap 2.2s, 2.3s in there to help you enable the other round. Any comments on Livingston, Tom? 
Uh, Mo uh, Sangre, um, he made 22 League One appearances last season for Accrington Stanley. Um, on the BBC website, they seem to class him as a midfielder, but uh, last season he didn't get any goals or assists and he played mostly as left-back or centre-back, so not really too sure where he's going to fit in there. But uh, Livingston are quite good for um, cheap enablers, as you mentioned. Uh, Guthrie, from a few seasons ago, um, was one of the highest-scoring defenders in the game. So, um, yeah, not to be... Uh, don't give Livingston a miss because uh, you can get some gems amongst the, their team. And they do have players that kind of have uh, purple patches as well. Um, Devlin, for one last uh, season, did well in the season before that too, um, which is obviously why Aberdeen have decided to to, to invest there. OK, uh, next up is Motherwell. So Motherwell, most notably, have lost Kevin Van Veen, obviously their top goal scorer and the man from a fantasy point of view, uh, couldn't stop scoring at the end of the season. Um, in, they've got uh, John Obika, who was on loan, is now permanent. They've signed Corner Wilkinson from Walsall and Papi Suare, a left-back from Crystal Palace. Uh, I think they will struggle without the goals from Van Veen. Uh, the guy just couldn't miss, but you know, Obika will be, I guess, the man to replace him up front. Uh, I can't see them having such a good season. You know, without those goals, uh, it's going to be very difficult for them to, um, you know, match where they were last year. But you do get good value with Spittle. Um, was was decent value defence-wise. There's always decent value, Kelly and goals. So, uh, Obika could be the type of forward that if he's priced correctly, uh, you've got him cheap, you leave him on the bench and you'll get rewarded uh, when he does score. But I think, obviously, from having such a good end of the season last season and losing Van Veen, uh, I think they will struggle um, as far as that's concerned. Yep, just to add to that, Max Johnson, it looks like leaving a free transfer as well. He kind of broke through. I think it was most of our teams at the end of the season yes. as well. So, again... He seemed to have a good coach. I, I agree with Donny. I, I can't see them keeping up that form they had last season, especially when they lost their main man up front. But I'll have to remain to be seen. They also had a couple of young guys playing in the cup game in the week. So, again, they could be another team that could, a couple of neighbours could arise out there for a low price to start getting the first team games or at least good minutes. I have to keep an eye on that. Thoughts on Marvel, Tom? Um, aye, Van Veen's going to be a massive miss for them. Um... He was a bit of an anomaly there. Um, Connor Wilkinson, um, he didn't really do too well last season. Obviously, he came from Walsall, who played League Two in England, um, where he made 22 appearances and just managed three goals and no assists. The previous season, he was a bit better. He managed 33 appearances with 10 goals and two assists. So he's perhaps maybe looking to come up here and sort of kickstart his career again. So um, it really depends on how motivated he is. So. Spittle might offer um, some value, as, as Donny said, but then again, how much of that was um, assisting things with Van Veen scoring the goals? So yeah. uh, a, bit of a bit of a concern there now that they've, they've lost Van Veen. Um, I think he really did sort of um, give them that spark. Okay. Right, Donny, over you, Rangers. You're the expert, ins and outs. <laughs> so probably the most active uh, team in terms of the transfer market. Um, 
uh, for good reason. We obviously didn't win anything last season, so a rebuild has begun. Uh, so leaving the Scottish game, we've got Ryan Kent, Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos, Philip Hollander and Tony Trolak. Uh, a player that was on loan, Malik Tillman, has also left. Um, and we've brought in, every one of these is world class, uh, Sam Lammers, <laughs> Cyril Dessers, Jack Butland, uh, Dujon Sterling, Kieran Dowell, Leon Balogun and Abdullah Sima um, from Brighton on loan. Um, there's still probably a few more to go out. They'll include Scott Wright and Glenn Kamara. Um, I think both of those are looking for for new clubs, and the Rangers have still got tabs and a, and a couple more players um, to add to that. So, from a Rangers point of view, it, I guess it, it's exciting times because we've had the same team for so long over the last few seasons that this is a total overhaul um, from the goals to the defence, the midfield up front. I mean, that's what one, two, three forwards that we've signed. We've got Roof is still with the club. Um, we're looking at another forward so I think you could probably expect a lot more goals from Rangers this season which is great for me but from a fantasy point of view it's going to be you know, a bit of a juggling act picking the best one and running from there in terms of how they line up who knows um, we've got our first game tonight against Newcastle um, which is Alan McGregor's testimonial uh, and then I suppose like everyone else we play at the weekend we play midweek and you know, there'll be plenty of more games between now and before the, the season starts, so you'll get an idea of how they're all going to shape up. But for me, it's exciting. Look forward to it. A lot of good names to sort of learn about and, and understand. Um, and I think, you know, from what we've seen from Bale and the signings that he made, uh, Cantwell and Raskin, uh, he seems to know a player. Um, and these have all been handpicked by him, so it'd be interesting to see you know, how we do um, for for the new season. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I guess as Celtic fans, you've been keeping a close eye on this as well. So you'll know more than me, maybe. Not heard the end of Not heard the end of <laughs> I've only heard of the guy who played is it Atlanta and he scored one goal in three seasons. Him? <laughs> that's the one I know. Do you think <laughs> you're, you're going to go two up top? Because that's quite a lot of strikers you brought in and another one's still coming out of the door. I don't know how Bale's going to play. I don't think he's... I think they'll have players maybe shifting positions, but Desser seems to be his main man mm-hmm. um, up front. Um, so I'm not really sure where the rest fit in. Um, if you think before, we had the target man in the middle. He had Sakala on one side and Kent on the other. Um, so maybe just try and recreate that. Um, still and, having a lot of movement up front, but... They're, they're shaping up well, as I say. It's, it's exciting because you know we don't know what we're going to get. It could explode or it could you know take off quite spectacularly. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, that's always neat. Look at keep an eye on the the friendlies coming yeah. up. You see the because you also will see the formation starting to appear because we all team news. We get Celtic Ross County team news to start the season. Yeah. So at least then we'll see a team. But otherwise, you'll be guessing. So it's uh, tried and tested or keep an eye on the fixtures. Right next up is Ross County, Donny. Uh, so, leaving Ross County, we've got a, a fancy favourite, Yakaviti. Um, he was always good for returns. Um, Noah Kenny was a player they had on loan, and Uwoda Edwards on loan as well. So, they've all left the club. Uh, coming in, we've got Jay Henderson, Eamon Brophy, and James Brown. County, they're a difficult team to predict. Um, don't offer huge value. 
you need to try and catch players when they're on a good streak. So somebody like Brophy might offer you that. But it's just, you know, you do get a hidden gem. We had uh, Charles Cook uh, from a couple of seasons ago with Jakoviti last season who offered value. There'll be somebody in that team that is priced at the right um, level that you can bring in, put in the bench and you'll get returns. But they will struggle as they usually do in the league. Um, but from a fantasy point of view, there'll, there'll be somebody there that um, offers value. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, not much to add to that. I didn't, they don't look. I don't know any of these, these players back from Brophy, so it's a wait and see how they play in the cup and how they play in the league. And I suppose you may get a cheap player in it, but I'm not offering much hope for Ross County having a particularly good season. I would be surprised if they did. Any thoughts on Ross County, Tom? Uh, Kyle Turner um, signed from Partick Thistle. Uh, he had 35 appearances in the Championship last season and managed five goals and 11 assists. So Potentially a value player there. Um, can he can can he take the step up? Um, he might might get some returns against sort of lower ranking uh, teams from last season. So I think he's one to keep an eye on. Um, just in terms of Rangers, um, Sam Lammers and, and Cyril Dessers um, both came from Serie A. Um, Lammers got two goals and two assists, and Dessers got six goals and two assists. So based on last season performance. Um, Donny probably right that Dessers is maybe the um, the main man up top. Um, I'd be interested to see what the role of Butland is um, amongst the goalkeepers, uh, and then we've obviously got Kieran Dowell 
from Norwich as well. He managed 23 appearances in the English Championship last season and got five goals and three assists. So it'd be interesting to see how that uh, transfers to um, Scotland. And perhaps he can build on that as well. Right. Next up is St. Mirren. Sorry. St. Johnston. St. Johnston. Not. <laughs> I say St. Yeah, I'll do St. Johnston. Um, St. Johnston, if you look at it, look like a team that are preparing for the championship already. Um, they have going out the door, Jamie Murphy, Michael O'Halloran, Murray Davidson, David Waterspoon, Elliot Parrish, a couple of loans ended, Remy Matthews and Adam Montgomery. And all they've brought in so far is a goalkeeper from Cambridge, David Tart, Mytoff. So big clearance from St. Johnston. I don't have confidence that they will do much this season. In fact, I'd probably tip them to go down. Um, I've big worries about this team um, and the fact that they've not really brought anyone in, a bit like Hearts. Um, I think they're going to start the season uh, on the back foot, and, and that's not good. It's a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. We've okay, got Stevie May who can go on a streak, but there's nobody in that team that ever gave me cause for concern from a fantasy point of view and I don't see that changing. Just uh, an avoid for me. Yeah, I'm looking at the indirects. I don't look like it's so far one of these clubs. They stayed up last year but they haven't done anything to look like it's a vibe. I suppose if they wait and see they're still early days. Tom, any yeah. comments on St. Johnson? Uh, no. A lot of players out <laughs> and uh, only a goalkeeper in so they didn't do too well last season, so they're probably less likely to do well as it stands just now. Bit of a concern, but um, as mentioned before, the the transfer window's open for a while yet, but we only have, is it 18 days till the first game yeah. of the season? So um, they better start moving fast, I think. Right. And that means it's the last club, is it, Mirren? I've got a different idea, Tony, that's fine. So, yeah, Sitman. no, no, that's okay. Um, so, St. Mirren, Eamon Brophy has left, Richard Tate has left, and Curtis Main has left. They had Tony Watt on loan um, for the second part of the season. He has left as well. Uh, coming in is Connor McMenamin, midfielder. Michael Mandron uh, is a forward, and Stav Namani uh, is on loan. Um, from Israel somewhere. Um, I think St Mirren probably were the surprise team of last season. Um, Strain, Baka, Suhara um, were all um, regular features in our teams. Um, whether they can keep that up, I think maybe they can. I think they've, they're well organised. They play a good style of football. If they can get goals... Um, then that will really um, do them in good stead. But some of these names I don't really know much about. Um, but St Mirren had a good season last season. I think they can build on that um, going into the season. Right, that is it. Well, Tom, thoughts on St Mirren first? Um, I think Zach Hemming, um he was on loan at Kilmarnock last season. so Yes. Um, Kilmarnock didn't keep too many clean sheets, so bit of a concern there. Um, I don't really know much about the um, is, uh, the forward that's came in from, from Israel um, or the other signings for that match. So <laughs> I don't really know too much in terms of St Mirren. Um, they didn't do too badly last season, so if they kind of keep the status quo, then I think they should be all right. Obviously, Strain was a big fantasy asset last season, so if they can keep a hold of him, 
then um, he could be a potential for, for this season as well. But um, again, need to see how St. Mirren start the season and see if they're strengthened much more. Okay, right. That's our transfer roundup as it stands. So before we go to questions, we'll do the price reveal then, right? So we'll go through them all. We've got a couple of names here. We'll just go through them one at a time. Unfortunately, the app was updating, so I couldn't see the last year's prices. So unless you've got it by memory, we'll just need to go by what it is for here. And that's I've tried to compare, but the actual website's closed and I couldn't find it. Right, first up, goalkeepers will go to Kelly Roos, Aberdeen, 3.1 million. Donny, thoughts? Um, maybe on the pricey side uh, of goalkeepers, but you know he's uncontested. Aberdeen, they did finish the second half of the season well. Um, a lot of us were double Aberdeen defense, so you'll get good returns. Um, price wise, I don't know. I think if he's three point one, you can expect Butland and Hart to be closer to three point five. Um, so you probably wouldn't want to go that far. Um, but he's a good set and forget goalkeeper. Um, I would have no issues with him and my team. Donny, a Tom's even? Um, Roos, potentially. Um, I think there's still value there if Aberdeen can replicate the form that they had at the end of last season. Um, goalkeepers, as we know from doing this uh, top 10 every week, it was rare that a goalkeeper would even feature in the, the top 10. They weren't really known for getting massive points hauls. I think in terms of when I'm building my team, once the, the game launches, I'll be filling up the rest of the positions first and seeing what budget I've got left for goalkeepers. Um, if I can stretch to the 3.1, then it could be a consideration there, but it all depends on, on budget. Okay. My thoughts are good keeper, maybe a bit pricey, but yes, as you both mentioned, uncontested in goals. If they can keep the, that kind of similar form as last season, uh, two minutes there. So, so back on Ruth. So, I don't know. We need to see other price reveals because we're getting mention a goalkeeper in a minute that's a bit cheaper and also nil. So, it depends what the rest come in at. Next up is Liam Kelly, Motherwell, 2.9 million. Thoughts, Tom? Um, could offer could offer some um, value there. I mean, it's not much cheaper than, than Ruth. If I had to choose between the two and I, I had the point two, then I'd probably be going with, with Roos. But um, I think he did quite well last season on the back of um, saves. And um, I think he did not get a, a penalty save, a couple of penalty saves as well. So um, I did quite well last season. So he's got the potential to, to do well again this season. Donny? I'd probably go the other way. If I was to take Roos or Kelly, those prices I'd probably fall on the Kelly side. Um, I think he is a good set and forget goalkeeper. I think his stats over the last two seasons are up there with the best. Okay, they won't get the clean sheets, but he'll get the saves. He's got that fine balance. Um, so 2.9, that's more of a reasonable price for a goalkeeper. It suggests there will be cheaper goalkeepers available um, at the lower end of the league, but it's it seems a pretty respectable price for somebody that has got a good good um, status in the game. So, Kelly, I, I quite like him um, at that price. Yeah, I like the idea of Kelly as well. Plus, also, I don't want any double-ups this year, so I would let you have an Aberdeen defender, fullback potentially, depending on how they're priced. Yeah. So, it's funny you have to look at when we see the price reveals. Next up is always captain him, James Tavernier, Rangers, £7 million. I believe that is no movement for last year. Donny. 
He was 6.8 last was year. Was he? All right, okay. Um, so not a huge increase for, let's be honest, the number one player in the game. Um, goal scoring returns, obviously penalties, um, set pieces, and obviously defensive returns as well. Um, I think we're all going to have him in our team, regardless of what that price was. Um, so for me, it's a no-brainer. And as I say, it's not really that much. What you want from a defender is obviously something that's playing every week. Um, and that's probably as cheap as possible because, as we noticed last year, the introduction of VAR, clean sheets definitely declined. Um, there was more penalties given away. So from a defensive point of view, there's not as much returns as there used to be. But from an attacking point of view, that's where James Davenier comes into his own. So we'll all have him. Seven million, you take the hit and then you build your team around him. So as I say, it's not a huge difference to last season. Tom, thoughts on Tav? Yeah, I think he could be nine million. I think you're still going to get him in. Um, if you don't have him, then you're going to struggle to make any ground. So for for all the um, new players of this season, um, the, the mantra last season was fairly consistently always captain Tav because he's on penalties. Um, he's captain, so he's fairly sure of starts. Um, and yeah, plenty of assists. Takes free kicks. Takes corners. Um, and Rangers do get, uh, like Selig, do get a fair share of the clean sheets as well. Yep, agreed in my team, Tav, and you're captain in most weeks. Uh, I think we end up the last week as captain Tav, vice-captain KO, they kind of worked out, so I don't see that changing unless we can't fit them in our team, but yep, I think new, new players, as Tom mentioned, always captain Tav, unless something happens and you don't captain Tav, but if you do it, then you'll might end up through the day that you do and not captain Next up is Man defender Ryan Strain, 3.2 million. I believe that's where he finished last season, 3.2 million. So he's impressed at that in the game. Cover you first, Tom, thoughts? Um, I think it's good value if he maintains his form from last season. Um, I don't know if we'd be getting him, getting him in right away because um, I think he did kind of drop off a little bit towards the end. So um, I would have to see what kind of budget I've got left. Um, having kind of getting the the main players in first of all, but um, he, he he did do very well last season. So um, if he if he replicates it, then I think that should be decent value. Thoughts, Tony? I think it's too expensive for uh, a starting off defender. If the budget's still the same, sixty million for your fifteen, then I think that's too much uh, value for for somebody who plays in defence. You forget quite quickly that your team increases quite considerably over the course of a season. I'm pretty sure my team would have ended up 70 million plus. And when you're at that level, you can pretty much afford any player in the game. But, you know, the first few weeks when there's very little movement in prices, then your team will be restricted somewhat. You'll have a lot of budget defenders in there. So for me, Ryan Strain at 3.2 is probably a bit too much. I would be looking for likes of Cochrane or Sean Kelly, see what price they are. Um, similar kind of defenders get attacking returns. Um, but no, no doubt he's a good player and you know clutched up quite a bit last year, but I think that's just a bit too pricey to begin with for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't want to be paying over three million for a defender unless you're playing for Celtic Rangers, to be quite honest. If they went see, they might become value elsewhere. 
But again, as Tom mentioned, he, if he's still playing that kind of really attacking wing-back role, then he could come up trumps quite a few times. But it's to wait and see. As it stands, I think it's an avoid at the start for myself. Next up is Celtic midfielder Rio Hotate, 5.3 million. Tom? Um, he, did do, he did do really well last season. Um, I don't think he was in many teams because most people would have had um, Kyogo up front, Yota, and then a defender. A lot of people had um, Taylor last season. So Hitati was um, kind of, I think he was maybe in and out of some squads. Now that we don't have Yota, I think Yota was around about the six million mark. Um, it does free up some funds, and Hitati can't get big hauls. He, he tends to um, haul quite a lot, so I reckon that could be decent value. Certainly, consideration for the start of the season. Okay, thoughts, Tony? I think this is. I think this is a really good one. Um, I think this could be one of the hidden gems of the season. I saw that he took a penalty at the weekend, and that was enough for me. If he's on penalties for Celtic, which has always been a bit of a hit and miss over the course of the season, then five point three could be excellent value. He was five million last season, and nobody really knew much about him. Um, and I think you had him in your team, Peter, and he did. He did get some good returns. Um, I think he would be one of the first names in my team. Um, and if he is on penalties, then all the better. What you need to remember as well is that you know the aim is to get three Rangers, three Celtic, because obviously that's going to shape you up the best. You'll never be able to do that to start of the season just because of your budget. So the most likely scenario is you're going to have two and two. Um, we're going to have Kyogo. We're going to have Tavernier. So that only leaves two other spots. You'll need to pick wisely. Um, I think Hatati could could be really good value. I think he could have a good season um, for Celtic. Yep, I like the look of Hatati. I think I had him for a big spell last year. So depending on who Rogers is setting up the team, that's the only thing that's different. It's not the Dan system we're in. So if he's sitting at the base of the three, then it may not be as point scoring, we'll have to wait and see. I think it'd be wasted there. I think it'd be better playing with one of the four two strikers, eight midfielders anyway. So we'll have to see. But I think at that price, it ticks over nicely. Depending on other players' prices when they come out, I think it could be a nice entry point into Celtic midfield. Next up, Major Villaron midfielder, Daniel Armstrong Kilmarnock, 4.7 million. Dory. Again, Armstrong was a fantastic fantasy player last season. He takes all the set pieces for Kilmarnock. Um, he's probably, again, going to be uh, one of the first names on there. Um, 4.7. Yeah, Tati's 5.3. 4.7 doesn't feel that bad. Um, I think he's the sort of player you put on the bench. and If he returns, you get those points. If not, it's no loss. But from a Kilmarnock team that struggled last year, he was very consistent in getting double points returns, whether it's penalties or assists or, you know, he is he is a good fantasy player, one that um, stands out um, in midfield, so I think that's probably on par, I think that's about a right price for, for somebody of that nature Tom, thoughts on Armstrong? Um, I, I thought they kind of pitched it a little bit high like if you're considering that Hitati's 5.3 um Point six less, Danny Armstrong. I, I don't know. I, I'd be trying to find the funds to see if we could upgrade and perhaps get another Celica Rangers midfielder in rather than um, 
a guy that plays for Kilmarnock. He did have some hauls, but there was some barren spells as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think he's a wait and see for me. Okay. Next up, midfielder Celtic Marco Tellio, 5.1 million, Tom. Um, we were initially told he was a forward, but we're not, yes. and then now he's a he midfielder. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, if, if he's potentially the the Yota replacement, then five point one million, I think, is 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 decent value there. Um, would he be jumping in right away? No, he potentially could be injured. Um, we still need to allow him some time to perhaps adapt to the league, um, adapt to the style of play. So he could be valued, but um, I, it's not someone that would have in my team at the start of the season. Don't he? Yeah, I mean, it's an unknown quantity um, as far as that Celtic midfield is concerned. Celtic have got a huge squad uh, in terms of midfield, so whether the game time's there or not, uh, we're not going to know. So it's one of those ones you just have to wait. And if he does kick off, you maybe just jump on him. Um, I remember doing that with Kyogo when he scored in Europe. I was just straight on him and he, he went on a good run. So I uh, don't know enough about him. don't know how he's going to play in that Celtic team, if at all. So I guess you just have to stay clean of him. Yeah, I agree. It's a minute situation, I think. We don't know if he's going to play or not, if he's keeping it just off the bench. He was going to be anywhere near the first team squad at the start. We don't have a clue. So that'll be one you just have to wait and see. Again, all we always say this podcast, wait and see, but... Unless he nails that position as his own, then I think you keep it going elsewhere. Start with your Celtic assets that are probably more nailed than him. Right, two left, two forwards. First up, Lauren Shanklin Hearts, 6.5 million. Donnie. I mean, if he can replicate a goal scoring from last season, then I guess it does offer value. We've not really talked Hearts up much on this podcast, but you know, one thing you can guarantee is that he will score goals and it's probably going to be Shanklin um, that gets some. Uh, in terms of last season, Kyogo was 7.8 uh, starting place. So I expect that to be closer to 8, about 8 plus. Uh, 6.5 is a big price tag, but he's the main man for hearts. Most things will go through him. He's not a name I'll be looking for um, at the start of the season, but apart from Rangers and Celtic, he's probably the next big striker. Um I suppose Duke Miofsky, but it's a reasonable price. It's maybe a bit expensive when we talk about the next player, but um, he's got a good pedigree in the game and that's all you can ask for. So um, I wouldn't be against it. Tom, thoughts on Shankland at 6.5 price? Too pricey for you? I don't think it's too bad. He he always tends to be within the sort of top three, top four strikers every season. So he does return. Um, He's on penalties. Um, I think the fact that Ginelli played down the centre quite a lot last season for Harps and he's no, no longer there, um, I think that kind of opens things up a bit more for Shankland this season. Um, I think he's probably going to be playing in front of goal now, so I think he could potentially in- increase his points from last season. Um, he might not be too bad a placeholder. If we're unsure about um, who Rangers are going to play up front, then he's kind of got that big budget where, you know, um, we're going to talk about dressers. We know his price as well. So you could potentially drop down to, to him from Shankland um, or um, if it's Lammers, if Lammers suddenly has a, a good run, then it, it might be him. So he could potentially be a placeholder there. So um, he's something I would be interested in. And I think Hearts' fixtures are quite good um, for a decent run at the start of the season as well. So um, 
I think he could be my game one team. Hmm, interesting. Last, Tom alluded there and spoiled the last name. Sorry. Cyril, <laughs> Cyril Dressers, Rangers, 6.1 million striker. Donnie, if he is the main man up front, we'll find it soon enough. Is that a must-have in your team? I would say so. Uh, again, going back to my point about having three and three as your ideal setup. You know, Todd Cantwell is a player that a lot of us will have eyes on. So if you've got him, Tavernier, Kyogo, and you know, Dessers, it's going to be hard to squeeze him in. But if he's the main man up front for Rangers, then you're going to be guaranteed goals. Then six point one cheaper than Shankland. Uh, I think it does offer value. They they'll have Lammers and Sima as well. Um, so you could there'll be weeks that maybe doesn't score and they do so you just have to be patient but it's a reasonable price um, for a Rangers forward as I say Kyogo's going to be at least eight um, so you know I think it is good value but we'll know in a couple of weeks once we've got games under our belt whether he is the real deal or not so I'll keep you posted What's Tom? Um, yeah, it could be a decent price. Um, we, I'm sure um, Cholak, was he 5 million last season? 5.5? 5. 5? Really he was cheap because Morelos was, was about cheap. 8 million. Yeah, yeah, he was cheap. I think, the, I think they were on the assumption that Morelos was going to be a fairly consistent starter, but um, he didn't look too fit at the start of last season. So I think Cholak kind of um, took, the, took the position and, and did really well at the start. So Maybe a little bit too high considering um, he's a bit of an unknown quantity, but I think pretty much any any, any striker that's going to play in the, the Rangers team is going to do well over the course of a season in Fantasy Scotland. Okay, I'm one because I don't just wait to see if he's playing or not. But I think if he's a main man up top, I think you have him in, especially if he's not if he's not priced any dearer than like a Shankland or a Duke, then. Uh, kind of makes sense to me. Right, well, at the hour marks, so we're going to quickly fire through these questions and we'll wrap up. So we'll start with Josh McCaffrey, Josh Mac, C underscore zero five. Great to have you back, lads. Thanks so much, Josh. What new signings do you think can be the best FFS assets this season? And what teams are saying to have assets from the beginning of the season to many from each team? Right, we'll just cut this. So give me two players each new signings and what two or three teams are you targeting from the start of the season? Donnie. Uh, I mentioned it at the beginning, I think Scott Tiffany could be value at Dundee and Devlin as well at Aberdeen. I think they could both be, be good signings. Uh, teams that I'm targeting, I'll say Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs. It's, it's probably no surprise there. Um, maybe not so much Hearts based on what we've said, but it's usually those teams that perform well, teams that can score um, usually do you a good turn in, in fantasy football and then it's just finding the gems from the rest Hey Tom same you two players two new players you interested in and what teams will you be targeting for players at the start of the season um, Kyle Turner for me I'm going, I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to do well at Ross County um, just as a punt to be honest with you um, he, he could be the next um, what was him that played for Hamilton that season, Callahan. Is it Callahan? Oh, yeah. oh Ross Callahan. Yeah. Right. Aye, and uh, you know Hamilton got relegated, but he was you know returning every week. Uh, I'm I'm going to. I mean, it's 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 a massive gamble, but he's probably going to be quite cheap. So why not? Um, the other one, I don't know. There's not really lots to choose from when you look at like the 39 year old goalkeepers and things like that. 
not great. Um, Kieran Dowell at, at Norwich, I reckon. Rangers Todd from Camp- Norwich. From, aye, <laughs> from, from Norwich to, to Rangers. Um, Todd Cantwell took the same step and um, did really well towards the end of last season. So I reckon uh, Kieran Dowell could potentially do the same there as well. So, um, In terms of teams that will be tagging at the start of the season, I, I know we said we're going to go through the, the fixtures next time, but um, both Hearts and Hibs don't meet Selicor Rangers until game week 9 and 10. So they've got a nice run up till then. So um, I'll be seeing what Hearts and Hibs players perhaps look good in um, pre-season. And um, if the price is right, maybe take some of those. Okay, with Team Delta, it'll be usual since Rangers, and I think it was Hibs I was going to say because of that fixture run, Tom. Players think are going to do well. I think Nisbet at Aberdeen could do well, and I think whether <laughs> Rangers striker is nailed, was his main man, he'll do well. I think it may be Dessers, that's it too, I think. Right, next question. Melvino, 1968. Welcome back, lads. I missed you lots. Apart from Tav and Kyogo, who are the three best assets you're looking to get on your team this year? Price dependent, of course. Right, three players out with Tav and Kyogo. Tom. It's a tough one, isn't it? Um, probably Hitati. I think with, with no York, I think Hitati's probably the, the selling mid you've got to go for. As it stands just now, obviously, um, this, the pre-season's just starting. I think they're playing a, a team in Japan tomorrow. Um, so we can see how things go there. Um, I'll be kind of keeping a closer role in Rangers. They're playing Newcastle, so um, we kind of know a bit more about Newcastle than we do about Japanese teams. So um, whoever stands out there could be a, a decent option as well. Um, Cantwell obviously ended the season well. Um, him and Tillman did well, but obviously Tillman didn't stay at Rangers. So uh, Cantwell, I reckon, will probably do quite well there as well. One more? Is that Or one more? Um, Dessers. <laughs> okay. Donny, three players apart from Kyogo and Tav. Um, I think Eli Ewan's a, a player I'm quite excited about this season. Um, I'm hoping that he can take off uh, for Hibs. I was going to mention Cantwell, so I'll mention somewhere else. I think Clarkson. Um, Aberdeen and like Sir Armstrong again you know what you're getting and um, put them on the bench and, and you'll get a return so I think you know it's all familiar names to those that have played the games before but you know I think we can be quite excited about them going forward in terms of returning Yep so I'm going to overlap both of these my three would have been Clarkson, Aberdeen Cantwell Rangers Hattati Celtic Caps of three if priced reasonably they'll win my team for the first game Right. Next up is Gavin. No, sorry. Next up is Kevin Wood. Glad to have you back for another season. Which club do you think will finish top six this season? So, top six, Tony, in no particular order. Are you like to put them in order? It's up to you. Uh, well, I've got them in order, but I, I pretty much think it'll be the same top six. So, we'll, 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 right. Rangers at top, sorry. Celtic, a distant second. Uh, Aberdeen. Hibs, Hearts, St Mirren. I, I just think there's nothing really in any of the other teams that I think can leapfrog that. And then Motherwell without the goals. 
Um, Kilmarnock don't score enough. Livy are consistent. You could maybe say they could go in the top six, but I think it'll probably be the same top six as last year, although Rangers will, will walk it. Um, Flip that, Tom. Flip that. Flip that. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom, top six? Celtic uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, and then I think the the, the position, I'll say St Mirren based on last season, but I think that's like a kind of a wild card spot. I think it's up for grabs between any team in that. But beyond that, I think. Right, OK. I'll go Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, and I think Motherwell will be in the top six. St Mirren will miss out. Here's my six. Yeah. Right. Next up. Gavin, loads of numbers after his name. I'm just keen to hear you who's on the new signings to watch out. We've covered that one. Of which of last year's stalwarts are essential? We've kind of covered that as well. Which you're saying do you think will have the biggest impact? We've done that. Also, any changes to the game? Not that we know you, Gavin. I won't have a plus again this year. We'll come back. So I think we've covered all that. Is there any, any stalwarts you'll have as essential? That's the only thing we've not covered so far. Donny? Uh, so I'll be looking like uh, Alex Crofton, Sean Kelly. Th- those always offer good value. And just your your cheap, maybe on loan defenders, those 2.2s um, that are starting up front, um, your non-playing players. Um, so as soon as the app comes out, there'll be a lot of buzz and we'll be sort of picking out picking out those types of ones. But just keep an eye on all the friendlies, all the cup games, um, and get as much information um, from there as possible. Right, Tom, same question. Any stalwarts for last season you're looking out for against your team? Um. I think it's all very much price dependent and we don't have all the prices, but um, I don't know if you call him a stalwart, but he certainly was um, talked about and then a lot of teams will be probably the Clarkson at Aberdeen. Cool. Right. It's all price dependent. The only stalwart I have my team will be the non-playing player in midfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Next up, Michael Scott uh, is at Yala underscore Leopard. Good to have you back. Please tell me if you know whether FFS have changed the rules requiring separate teams in the main league and we'll be able to enter the same teams in all mini leagues. So we don't know for sure, but I believe with the feedback they took on board and with the message of Back to Basics, I think we can pretty much say not 100%. I think you can put one team in in different leagues. I think that would help them get people back playing and we keep interest in players who are playing throughout the season without trying to think of many teams. Do you agree on that, Tony? No, I, I agree. I think they've had enough um, feedback. We all said the same thing. Uh, the game itself is really, really good. But even I had two teams last year and I still didn't manage to finish with the same two teams at the end of the season. So it was a juggling act. If they can keep it the same, that's great. So it can maybe introduce some changes, maybe some different chips or, or something like that, just to point scores, then that just refreshes it. But the game itself is pretty good. And if they make that one change, uh, I'm sure they'll get a lot more people uh, engaged um, over the course of the season. Okay. Agree, Tom? Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're probably going to go back to the, the old format. I don't know how that's compatible with the sort of um, gambling aspect. Of it. Gambling aspect of it, yeah. But um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But I reckon it'll be one team from multiple leagues will be allowed, um, which does make things easier for the main league and then your subsequent mini leagues after that. So um, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's not too long, too much longer now. 
um, that the game can launch and we can actually start making some drafts. Right, we'll find it in due course, so there's not much more to say on that. And the last question is from Scotty TRFC, 55 Scotty T. Have you said when the season starts on the app? I'm ready to cover it. We don't know yet. I'm assuming once it'll be live on the Google and app, we'll go live straight away. So hopefully, before this podcast out, and we should be fine. <laughs> right, that is us covered on, right? So next week, we fall back. Hopefully, the apps went live with us next week so we can discuss maybe first run drafts. We'll go through the fixtures in a bit more detail. And I think that's it. So one thing you say more time is the cup is open officially. You can be, you can text, sorry, DM me, Fantasy Half, enter the cup. I'll put a tweet probably later this evening so you can reply to that tweet and then that would be entering the cup as well. And once in all full figures, I'll do the details of how it kicks off and how the rules are. But it will kick off and give me one that we do every year. So it's something interesting at the start of the season. So that is us. You can get your plugs in, Donny. I am at FFS underscore Donny. Tom? I'm at FFS underscore Scout. I'm at Fantasy Half. Thanks for listening. Hope that was informative for you all. Uh, we'll be back next week again to talk through more Fantasy Football Scotland. So, goodbye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 